Welcome to the Yield Fanatics Deep Dives. The company that we will be talking about today is a company that has an amazing purpose and vision. It is a leader in fertility benefits management in the US. It's Progeny. The ticker is PGNY. But as always, before we start, the disclaimer. A few points worth noting. Firstly, this is not investment advice, nor is it a recommendation to buy or sell any security. This is just the Yield Fanatics opinion of the stock in question. If you wish to seek advice, please do so from an accredited financial advisor, which the Yield Fanatic is not. Secondly, the opinion shown in this presentation is based on my read of things. Your view may be different based on your read of things, but it is a difference in views and opinions that makes a market. The aim of the deep dive presentation is to give you an unbiased view of the opportunity in question. The aim is to give you all the data that you need to make your own decision. And fin finally, the yield fanatic does have a position in progeny at present, and so the opinions expressed may be biased. This is a name that I have traded in the past and which I will continually trade, but around a core position. To be clear, the yield fanatic does reserve the right to trade or invest in the name subject to views and valuation at that specific point in time. Going to slide three, the table of contents. As you can see, this is a fairly lengthy and detailed presentation with 45 pages, excluding the appendix. I believe that the presentation does give you some detailed insight into the company and broadly the industry. However, I do not plan to go through the entire slide deck in incredible detail as part of this video or audio presentation. If you find this opportunity interesting, I would suggest that you review the presentation in detail. A copy of the presentation, excluding the video or audio, is available on my website at www.yieldfanatic.com. Should you wish to receive a copy of the presentation in PDF, please message me on my site and I will be happy to send it to you. The script of this call is also available on the website for those who prefer to read rather than listen. Starting with the executive summary on Progeny on slide 5. Progeny is a benefits management company which specializes in the provision of fertility-related services. They provide two services currently. The core offering is a fertility benefits solution, but alongside it, the company also has a pharmacy benefits solution. Broadly speaking, Progeny's clients are self-insured employers in the US who wish to provide a more specialized fertility benefits offering. When Progeny is brought in, the fertility benefits offering is carved out of the existing benefits provider. In essence, when an employee opts to get assistance with fertility, they contact Progeny, who then helps them with the fertility journey. Progeny provides a concierge-style service by allocating a dedicated case manager to each employee who opts for the service. Should the employee wish to pursue treatment, the case manager then connects the employee to a fertility clinic for consultation, diagnosis and treatment. After the employee receives treatment, Progeny pays the relevant fees to the fertility clinic and charges the employer and the employee their relevant share of costs. All administrative burdens are removed as Progeny manages the backend seamlessly, which in itself is a value add. Progeny has partnerships with a number of fertility clinics around the US, which provide the relevant fertility services. Not all clinics can join the Progeny network as it is invite only and there are strong criteria for inclusion into the Progeny network. As for the ancillary pharmacy benefit solution, the company sends fertility medications to employees pursuing treatment and makes a nice margin on that, which effectively flows directly to the bottom line. Infertility is a growing problem, and I believe that progeny is well placed to benefit by assisting those who require treatment. 
In the US, an estimated 6% of women aged 15 to 44 are infertile, while 12% find it difficult to get pregnant. Other factors also contribute to infertility, such as decisions by couples to delay family building, which COVID-19 certainly accelerated. In addition, a growing LGBTQ population and single parents also adds to fertility treatment requirements. More and more people are opting to get treatments as well, as data shows. But fertility treatments are expensive and employer coverage is important. And as I showed later on in the presentation, employers are increasingly adding fertility coverage. The total addressable market or TAM is currently estimated at between seven to $9 billion and is expected to grow significantly. Barclays expects the TAM to grow to as high as $56 billion by 2030 as coverage expands and utilization increases. And while good to see such sky-high expectations, which certainly adds to the bull thesis, I believe that the TAM expectation is quite optimistic. In any case, the key point is that TAM is large and growing significantly. On to slide six. When you pitch your services to employers, you need to clearly show value add. How is Progeny's offering any different to others? Why should an employer work with Progeny? These are key questions that any employer would need to answer. And Progeny clearly shows value add. The data it collects on its service provision clearly shows that Progeny members and consequently the employers get much better outcomes versus the national average. This is attributable to having superior clinics in its network, but also due to the way that Progeny designs its benefits package ensuring that the treatment decision is outcomes-based, where the physician determines the treatment based on expected outcomes rather than the decision being made either by the insurer or the existing benefits provider, or by the employee themselves, possibly due to cost concerns. This all sounds exciting, especially when you see the financial performance, but an investment in progeny is not without its risks. The key amongst them being competition. Competition comes from two sides. Firstly, from the existing benefits provider who could better their fertility offering and cut out progeny completely. The company, Progeny, argues that this is very unlikely as the conventional carriers lack the partner clinic network that it has and that the TAM isn't big enough for them to care. Also, Progeny notes that there is no financial benefit for the carrier as they work on an administrative service only or ASO model which means they get paid a fee to manage the service, but not for the service itself. In other words, when progeny is brought in and the fertility offering is carved out, the fee paid to the existing carrier remains unaffected. So progeny argues that there is no incentive for the existing carrier to make their fertility offering any better as they won't make much incremental revenue from it. The company also notes that they partner with most carriers as the progeny benefits are clearly integrated into the existing carriers benefits packages. In other words, they work together. Given this is how they have worked in the past, progeny argues that if the carrier was going to better their offering, they would have done so already as they can quite clearly see in incredible detail what progeny does and is still doing. The second bit of competition related risks comes from independent carriers like Progeny. Key names that are worth mentioning who are possible competitors are Wind Fertility, which has around 25% of employees as Progeny, they're a private company. Carrot Fertility, which has 75% of employees as Progeny, but is very personal heavy as it operates in 52 countries. In other words, it is difficult to ascertain how large Carrot Fertility is by looking at employee numbers, but given that they have three quarters of Progeny's employee base, despite being in 52 countries, 
it suggests that they're not uh, very big and actually much smaller than Progeny. And finally, the third company competitor worth mentioning is Kindbody, which has a similar number of employees as Progeny does, but has a slightly different business model in that they own their own network of fertility clinics, which means they are very fixed cost heavy, meaning they are very personal heavy. So again, not very comparable looking at personal numbers. But given Kindbody owns only 10 fertility clinics so far in the US, it is fair to say that Kindbody is also much smaller than Progeny. I guess what I'm trying to say here is that Progeny's independent competitors are much, much smaller. Progeny is just way far ahead. Note that despite Progeny being the biggest independent player out there, its market penetration is still only around 3%. But in any case, Progeny's market is large enough to accommodate more than one player, although the largest player will always have the advantages of scale. Winners just keep winning. Of course, there are other risks as well, like falling client retention, inability to attract new clients, falling utilization levels, and of course, execution-related risks. Progeny has done very, very well, both operationally and financially. And most importantly, it has excellent operating leverage. It has grown its revenue consistently with 50% revenue growth in FY20 and last 12 months revenue growth of over 65% while EBITDA margins have continued to expand consistently and is currently at 12.9%. The impact of operating leverage is clear in growing growth and EBITDA margins. The company also generated free cash flow or FCF. And interestingly, the EBITDA to free cash flow or EBITDA to FCF conversion is very high at between 70 to 90% meaning much of the EBITDA flows through to free cash flow. There are some changes in the working capital that impacts H1 2021, but which should correct in H2 of this year. And beyond that, we should really see the figures I mentioned being reflected in the cash flow metrics. As for valuation, with shares currently trading at around $57, I believe it is fair at present, limiting downside, but I see big potential for this business. I expect a fair value of around $62.5 in 2021, $90 per share in 2022, $125 in 2023, and $157.5 in 2024. And this is subject to the company meeting my projections, of course. As for downside, given fair valuation, I believe the downside is limited at around 20%, but mostly due to short-term market corrections. I would use the opportunity to accumulate if that downside materializes. Overall, I believe this company offers the potential to generate more than 35% IRR from current traded levels. The next slide shows my five likes and dislikes about the company. The five likes are first mover advantage as Progeny has effectively created its own niche. And of course it is ESG friendly. It is a leader with no clear competitor. So far, the company has executed very well with significant growth in employer adoption. It is adding clients at an accelerated pace from 18 clients in 2017 to 179 clients today. This, is, this very strong execution shows up in its excellent financial results as well. There are not many companies out there growing at this pace which are free cash flow generative with very high ROCE and ROIC or return on capital metrics, which trade at a fair valuation. As it is a services business, there is very little capex contributing to high free cash flow conversion. The combination of high revenue growth plus significant operating leverage plus high free cash flow conversion makes for an excellent investment at a very fair valuation. And finally, the business model has shown resilience even through COVID. As for dislikes, the key here is a lack of a moat. 
I'd say Progeny's network of fertility clinics and brand equity are its moat, but let's face it, this could be replicated by another provider, although quite unlikely in the near term, in my opinion. As a result, competition is its biggest risk and one that needs to be closely watched. This isn't a founder-led business. It was and still is venture capital and private equity owned, but with a very strong and experienced management team who have executed very well. However, some of the private equity or venture capital sponsors and some pre-IPO board members are reducing exposures and cashing out, which makes sense as they are often closed-ended funds and have been invested for a while. De-risking makes sense. Executives have decent stakes at 5.2% for the CEO and 2.7% for the president bus COO, but note that the president has been reducing his stake periodically. And finally, the company, as it stands today, is a one-trick pony. It only has one core offering at present and therefore lacks operational diversification. And it is US-based with no international presence. However, in my opinion, this offers the opportunity for the business to expand laterally and vertically, both of which are viable growth options in the near term, now that it has solidified its foundation in the US. This gives you an overview of the business, but if you wish to learn more, please watch or listen to the rest of the presentation. Thank you very much for listening to the summary of the thesis. Uh, if you'd like to listen to the full presentation, I would ask you to subscribe at www.yieldfanatic.com and follow me on Twitter at yield underscore fanatic. Thank you very much and have a good day.